I'm Robert England, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger, and you're listening to the sirens of Scream. So give these mermaids a chance, or I will. <laughs> Welcome back to episode number 67 of the Sirens of Scream, the geek podcast that proves sometimes dead is better. I'm Sierra Hauk, and I'm here with the fellow Sirens, Melissa and Jackie. Hello. 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 I'm super excited to record tonight because it's finally fall here. And it's gloomy and rainy, and I have a, Tucker brought me a pumpkin spice latte (laughs) on his way home from work, and I'm just like fully living my fall Halloween dream right now. Are you, are you basic bitching it up tonight? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Basic witching it up? Basic witching it up. One of my recommendations on this list, I'll get, I'll get to it right now, is that Starbucks has a new uh, cold brew that's pumpkin spice flavored, which I am super all about it's super good it's really sweet though so if you don't like sweet stuff it might not be the best but i was behind a lady at starbucks the other day who ordered her pumpkin spice latte with extra pumpkin Mm. and i just thought like so that's like extra pumps of the syrup that just sounds gross yeah yeah (laughs) like i feel like pumpkin spice is that kind of thing that you know like there's like there's a very very fine line where it's just too much and you're gonna feel like you're drinking an apple pie or a pumpkin pie, and that's gross. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't there no pumpkin flavoring in it? Because the pumpkin spice—it's just the spices. Yeah, it's just the spices. So it's like nutmeg and cinnamon. And I she and actually stuff. I thought I was mistaken the first time, and then she repeated herself, and I'm like, okay, nope, she said extra pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> no, she really didn't say that. She's she's all in. <laughs> she's a pumpkin lady. they're like yeah sure pumpkin (laughs) i I hope they're like yeah lady we'll we'll put some pumpkin in there for you real pumpkin flavoring (laughs) so it's been a it's been a minute we wanted to do a little catch-up episode since last time we had an episode we were joined by the awesome Zoska sisters uh we got to hear all their stories but we didn't have time to do rex so we figured we would just do a little recommendation episode that was a time huh Mm mm-hmm that was so much fun. They're so cool. They're they're also very easy to have on a podcast because they have a lot to talk about all the time. I know. You don't have to prepare at all. <laughs> Just say hi <laughs> and let them do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. I, going off of the it's finally fall and I'm really feeling it is I've been listening to my uh, spooky playlist for this year a lot. Very cool. I took the best of... Uh, last year's October Halloween playlist and then added to it. Um, So I've been jamming to that. And it's very like, it's like not overtly spooky. Um, It's not like the, it's not the monster mash and it's not the, the expected uh, 
Halloween songs, and I'm very proud of it. Nice. So I figured I'd share that with all you. <laughs> I saw this. Mm-hmm. I saw that you put this here in our in our show notes. And coincidentally, I've been working on a um a creepy girls playlist. Yes. And um I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna uh sift through yours and probably steal some things <laughs> from mm-hmm. mine. And can combine ours. It, I, well, that, that's what I was thinking. We should make a sirens uh Halloween. Or, you okay. know, fall playlist here. We should, yeah, let, let's, let's definitely get one going yeah, here. Yeah, my, um, our friends uh, always do a Halloween party on, like, whatever the weekend around Halloween is. So they always go all out and, like, do a big theater production of it. Um, but it, it means that I don't get to throw a big production of a Halloween party. Oh. And so we do a... Um, treehouse of horror watch where i just start on episode one or season one and then go through as many as we can get through in the day um and so that's like my my halloweeny event um so i'm like bringing out all my decorations and i already have it all i have it on the calendar so everybody knows don't don't plan on that weekend and i'm super excited yeah, we have uh, all of our decorations uh, like down from the attic, but not like out mm-hmm. in, on display quite yet. Uh, Drew and I are actually going to be in Houston for Halloween this year. Ooh. Well, we have some friends that are getting married on November 2nd, and uh, I'm, I'm making their centerpieces, uh, but they're like... Like I have to ship part of them out uh-huh. ahead of time and then assemble them there you guys will actually get a kick out of this it's not at all horror related but it's it's fun regardless uh these friends um they're they're honestly like some of the best fucking people i've ever known in my life but um they are wonderfully nerdy wonderfully geeky uh lovely friends of mine uh and they are getting married in um a natural history museum in the dinosaur (gasps) specifically oh that's gonna be so cool i know and they they asked me to do their centerpieces uh and they weren't at all opposed to bringing um dinosaurs into the theme here uh, but they do have like some conservative sort of uh, family members that wanted to keep the aesthetic. <laughs> you know? They didn't want like uh-huh. neon freaking dinosaurs going around their fucking uh, wedding here. You know what I mean? So I like I really put some thought into it, and I what I came up with for their centerpieces was these like um, hand carved uh, uh, kind uh-huh. of dioramas of uh dinosaur silhouettes they're all all white very elegant looking that are bottom lit they're like these uh scenes of like a plesiosaur with some kelp coming up from uh this bottom lit um white platform kind of thing and i think they're gonna look pretty neat but it's it's a it's a fucking production (laughs) to get them all out there and together so with them getting married on november 2nd I would have to be out there by uh, like November 1st at the latest. So we decided to just make it a couple days earlier and spend Halloween out there. That's so cool. Do you know if there's like big event things that you want to go to for Halloween? Like do you have plans yet? That's what we're currently looking for. So if anybody knows of anything cool happening in Houston on Halloween, let me know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And right now we're like... Where I'm about to start uh, probing my local friends to see who wants to hang out in 
the most badass Halloween house in Savannah and hand out candy to our regulars. That's right, because <laughs> you guys won't be there to do it. And you can't not dress up the house. Right? Like, and if we dress up the house and don't hand out candy, like, what the shit? That's fucked up. Yeah, you can't do that. (laughs) It's just against the rules. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's exciting. I'll get through my stuff quickly because I'm really excited to hear. uh, We have Melissa's full report from the horror convention that she went to. We didn't get a chance to talk about that yet. And I'm really excited to hear about it. I feel like I don't have as much exciting stuff to talk about about Halloween as you guys this year. Well, what do you have? <laughs> what do you have currently? You guys have that awesome festival uh, where you are, right? Yeah. Well, the whole town. I mean, my my town does really get down with Halloween. It's it's super fun. There's like actual trick or treating, and then there's this old um, like 1800s French. Uh, like cobblestone street neighborhood where they've kept all these old houses and they do a special trick or treat thing there for like the little kids where the people come out and they're like period dresses and stuff and like on the porches of the houses and hand out candy. God, my heart aches for this. It's so pretty. Um, and, and then there's a big town wide parade that goes down main street. It's like everybody ends up basically joining into the parade and marching with the parade in their costumes. I feel like you don't mm-hmm. even have to plan things for Halloween there. Like it's just you just know what you're gonna do. No, yeah. it just stay. Yeah, we just we just love to do Halloween here. It's one of the reasons we love this town is that they really rock Halloween. And then the uh, there's a local bakery that has a huge uh, pumpkin carving contest that like, I mean it 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 is serious business. It's like serious business, like tables and tables line the courtyard of this bakery full of uh, people competing with their carved pumpkins. I just don't know. Uh, Max, Max is being Jason this year for Halloween because he's just obsessed with Jason right now. So I don't know either. I'm going to have to go like do my own thing or I'm going to end up being Jason's mom. Which, or you could all be slashers, like all different. Not surprisingly, I was already given a sweater. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know that I have a lot of choice in this. It's already been decided for me. I was given a blue sweater. <laughs> like, just in case, just in case you, you might want to wear this. Hint, hint. I'm having, I'm having, str- I'm struggling with my, my new second grader this year with costumes. He's also going to New York Comic Con with me for the first time this year. Oh boy. It'll be his first time. He's only going for one day on Sunday. That's going to blow his mind. Yes. And I'm trying to get him like, I really wanted to do like a costume thing together, but he refuses to do anything other than Minecraft. I'm like, I'm not dressing up as Minecraft character. Why not? Minecraft is wonderful. Oh, I hate Minecraft. You can be an Enderman. Oh. Jackie, that means I have to walk around with a box head or something. I don't <laughs> want to walk around with a box head. <laughs> I'm I might just like make myself like box shaped puffies and be like a like a Minecraft sheep. Oh, there you go. Oh, that'd be cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be super cute. But he wa- he wants to be Steve from Minecraft. <laughs> so and he just refuses to do anything else. Like, but there's so many things we can do. <laughs> and he's gonna get so sick of that box head himself so fast. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not making him a box head. I'm, I'm not making him a box head because I'm like, I'm going to carry that fucking thing around all day at Comic-Con. That's what's going to happen is he's going to figure out it's sweaty and uncomfortable and he's going to make me carry it. But anyway, that's my Halloween plan so far. Max's birthday is also the day after Halloween. So our Halloween is always like, you know, a mashup of birthday party, Halloween celebrations every year. That's fun. Because we're we're that much of a Halloween family. That you really <laughs> planned around it. 
We had our kid on Halloween the day after Halloween. I think you guys should go as three different uh, classic slashers. That would be fun. That would be really cool. Although I think Ryan's already got his costume, and I think he's a different, like, they're going as, like, two different Jasons. Oh, that's weird. Because they're super nerdy about it, so, like, it can't just be, like, and I think, I think Ryan might be going as, like, the Jason character that's not really Jason or something. Yeah. One of the movies where there's a guy named Roy who's, like, not really Jason, but kills people and pretends to be Jason. Right, right. Oh, a copycat murderer. Yeah, and so I think, I think Ryan might be doing him. And then Max is doing actual Jason. But we'll talk more about that when we get to the horror stuff, because there was a lot of Jason stuff <laughs> at, the, at the horror con. <laughs> um, I, saw, I saw a couple of horror movies in the theater. I saw It uh, last weekend, and I know Melissa did too. The second one? I did too. Uh-huh. Chapter two. I liked it a lot. I think that they did what's your a, What's your grade for it? Like a, a B. I was, I was happy. Um, I think they did a good job of, uh, condensing all like thousand, 1400 pages or whatever of that book and like deciding what to cut and what needed to be in there. And then having little, like not necessarily Easter eggs, but like nods to the novel in the set dressing and things. Um, like there's a scene where Henry Bowers is at the asylum and in the book he talks to the moon and like the moon tells him like crazy shit that he should do. And so instead of like saying that in the movie, they just had like a bunch of drawings of the moon next to his bed. So like, if you had read the book, you're like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. But they didn't need to like take the time to like show that in the movie. And I liked it. I loved Bill Hader. I thought he did a great job. And I liked that they had, they cut the tension really a lot with like kind of slapsticky humor, which I thought was really fun. I thought they like kind of, like went a little weird with it um and like kind of took some risks instead of just making it all horror um bringing some comedy into it too and then also bringing in some like pretty cool uh monster effects and um the creatures looked really weird i'm really glad that you enjoyed it because i've heard at least three reactions to that movie since i saw it that were really annoying to me (laughs) like what i've i've heard some negative reactions and it's like yeah, like people just like, and not just like, oh, I wasn't, I really like the first one better. It's like straight up stuff like, oh, it wasn't even scary. Yeah. Or like one, one of the people we went with was like, oh, I didn't really like the humor. Like, I don't understand all the jokes. And I'm like, but the character made jokes constantly when he was a kid and he's a comedian professionally. So like, why wouldn't he make jokes? It makes perfect sense of the story. Yeah. Um, And one lady, I don't know, I saw, I hadn't talked to her about it, but I saw one lady like, like angrily post how much she hated it and she was embarrassed for the actors and was like jesus what yeah just like straight up angry at how much she hated the movie i'm like i don't know if i saw the same movie as you people yeah i thought they did a good job um balancing the kind of fan service of like yeah yeah i don't know why somebody would be that mad about it i can understand them like not liking the like certain effects of how things looked but I don't know. I don't totally remember the novel because I read it when I was like 15 or something. Um, but the sec- this one, chapter two, definitely felt to me like it captured more of the sort of like weird references and weird vibes of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was less of just a straight up like scary clown movie, you know. Um, that being said, they did give um, 
Bill Skarsgård a lot more FaceTime in this and a lot more lines, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Nice. I enjoyed every moment that he was on screen. And I did I did have a good time with Bill Hader, too. Fucking love Bill Hader. Yeah, if, I feel like it's hard with a movie like this to look at people like that that you're not used to seeing in a horror situation. You know, like him and like James McAvoy. I love James McAvoy. It's hard to watch a movie and not think, oh, that's James McAvoy. (laughs) Yeah. And there were moments too where I was like, oh, that's him in um, Split. Like, oh, that's his character from Split. Like kind of came through a little bit a couple times. Yeah. I don't know. I I thought I thought it was great. And um, if I were to criticize anything, I, I don't love the Mike, the adult Mike character. He felt very off to me. Like I kept expecting like like Pennywise to climb out of his face or something because he just didn't never seemed like a normal mm-hmm. human. <laughs> there just always seemed to be something weird about him. Yeah, they went really like conspiracy theory with him, which I guess maybe makes sense if like you're the one who stays behind. You're going to kind of go crazy. Yeah, but he just like there was something in like his facial, like his facial expressions and the way that he spoke that just always felt like not totally normal human to me. And so, mm-hmm. like, I kept expecting him to, like, you know, something weird to happen with him. That and and the, I thought the opening, which we're not going to spoil any of this for Jackie, but I thought the opening, the two opening big moments in this were really, like, really fucked with me. <laughs> and the same thing happened with the first one. The The murder of Georgie in the oh, first yeah. one was way more brutal than I was prepared for. And, like, it's it just, like, kept me off for the rest of the movie because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Uh, is, the, is the one you're referring to in the second one the LGBT uh, hate scene that everyone's referring to? Yes. Yeah, I've, I, I've heard that there are some uh, trigger warnings going around for that, and that seems... It's rough. Pretty important to put out there to be prepared for that. Yeah, hate crime uh, followed up directly by uh, domestic abuse and violence (laughs) like i felt i felt like bruised and damaged after the first couple scenes of it so i was a little you know i don't know but the rest of the movie was great but those two things were just like so brutal and so much more brutal than anything else in the movie i know it's like way worse (laughs) than just the like alien monsters yeah Right, which is kind of i don't know if that's the point right is that the point that the humans are worse than the monster i mean but they're they were pretty fucking bad. <laughs> well, it's like also Pennywise's whole thing is like, I'm a shapeshifter and I'm going to reflect your worst fears. And then these are like, these are like legitimate, scary, horrible things that like, we're just given, we're given Pennywise the fuel. Yeah. But I, I was, I, I was scared through the majority of the movie. So <laughs> I'll say there's this, I'll say the, the, for me, that I I knew that they were going to pull out the spider at some point, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't find it all. I didn't. I I think you'll be fine with it, Jackie. I didn't find mm-hmm. it all that scary at all. Okay, not the spider out part of it. There were a lot of. <laughs> I noticed there were a lot of weird baby hands that I don't think were part of the book. There were like somebody, some visual, like I don't know who the creative director on this movie or whatever, like really has a thing for creepy little baby yep. hands. <laughs> That was that was an odd thing that I noticed too. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a choice. <laughs> like here's a bug, but it has weird tiny hands instead of bug legs. Maybe I'm it's like, a what? maybe it's a Trump reference. <laughs> oh my god, what if it is? <laughs> there were there was an odd number of weird small hands growing out of things mm-hmm. in this movie. So you know why does a bug need hands? Who knows? But it makes it more creepy. Mm-hmm. 
It sure did. <laughs> we had fun watching one of those uh, videos afterwards of like all the Easter eggs that are in the movie. Because I, Ooh, I, need to I do can't that. remember Stephen King novels well enough, but I knew when, you know, you could see when they were sticking an Easter egg in there. There were several of them that I noticed and I thought, oh, that's a reference to something. I just don't remember what it is. I feel like this isn't too much of a spoiler, but they they really uh, hit over the head that everybody loved the book when it came out but hated the ending and they keep making that joke over and over again about how it's a terrible ending yeah there's a couple moments where they kind of made fun of itself right remember the the joke about the the silly dance that the clown does yep. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny to watch the movie make fun of itself yeah <laughs> i think that was bill Hader, right mm-hmm. he tried to impersonate the funny clown dance <laughs> Nobody else thought it was funny, but I did. I liked it. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> um, two other movies that I saw recently. I saw Crawl, which was the um, the Gator movie. I don't think I've heard of that one. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was produced by Sam Raimi. Um, it's it's really... You, you don't expect there to be a story because, really, it's just a movie of, like, somebody surviving versus all these weird crocodiles. Um so there's a, a hurricane, basically, and this girl and her father get trapped in a house, and then all of the crocodiles are out. Oh, and they're, oh I do remember seeing Or all the gators. Yeah, they're all out, and they're, like, eating people and having a great time. Nice. Um, and so it's just, like, survival the whole time. Um, but it does, a, it, it does a good job of, like, pacing the action and having, like, cool effects that look really real. Weirdly, I've been super into aquatic monsters eating people lately mm-hmm. and wa- <laughs> watching a fuckload of documentaries on it and stuff. I, I can't even explain where this came from, but now I, I like really, really, this is going like to the top of my watch list because of it. I'm so excited. On a related note, just got a tattoo of a, a gator and a what? girl inside of the gator. Oh my god, I need to see It's that. on my Instagram, and it has a, 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 a little... girl inside of the gator? Yeah, a girl inside of a gator. It uh, was a flash um, design that I saw on somebody's Instagram, and it uh, immediately made me think of the stretching portraits in the Haunted Mansion of the the tightrope walker over the gator but it's like if she had fallen into the gator basically (laughs) it looks really cool i love it how how did i miss this on instagram i'm gonna have to look it up um and then the other movie that i wanted to bring up is i saw midsummer um the new movie from the folks who did hereditary i'm dying to hear about Mm this oh my god okay so i thought that i had missed it in theater um but then they had just like one weekend where they were showing the extended like director's version and so i got to see it and it was very very brutal they definitely didn't like shy away from showing gore and i'm not sure exactly how much of that is like because it's the special cut and like versus what was actually released in the theatrical cut but um it was really it was it was great and it was a good um a good balance of like physical gore horror and then also like psychological um, like this, this poor girl, she, um, the movie starts with her, uh, not, not really a spoiler cause it's like the first part of the movie, but, um, her sister commits suicide and kills her parents at the same time. And her shitty boyfriend wants to break up with her, but then feels like he can't break up with her because this happened. 
And so the whole movie is him, like, not wanting to help her, but then feeling like he has to and then making her, like, like kind of gaslighting her and making her feel bad for having needs at all and, like, making her feel like she's crazy when she's just having emotions. Um, and then this is all on the backdrop of this, like, cult, basically. Um, so there's, like, really cool character interactions that, like, make you feel really uncomfortable. Um, and then also just, like, um, some, like, cool justice of, like, oh, these are some shitty characters now that I want them to die. And then they die in a horrible way. It sounds like it has a lot of layers to it there. It really does. And it's one of those movies where it's, like, in the first half or something, you, she, you see her, like, her apartment. And there's, like, all these weird paintings and art on the wall that, like, I think they kind of, like, foretell, like foreshadow what's going to happen throughout the movie mm-hmm. it seems very thoughtful i'm excited to watch it again because i want to see like what things i pick up on now that i know what happens i love movies like that yeah i wish like hereditary was kind of like that too for sure i while we were waiting and getting set up for this um i saw an article uh just do a little little cryptids corner um because there's some new research this is related to a uh, travel channel special, though, so take that with a grain of salt. There's new research that suggests that the Loch Ness Monster is just a very large eel. <laughs> um, or, or it says a series of smaller eels. No. <laughs> I guess that the, um, the body of water, they, did, they tested water in a bunch of places and there was and there was it? a bunch of eel DNA everywhere that they went. So they're like, okay, that's probably what the Loch Ness Monster is. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't buy it. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, you just ruined Santa for me. <laughs> <laughs> Are either of you going to check out Carnival Row? I was considering it. I will. Yeah, I haven't started it yet. I haven't started yet either, but um, I'm really interested in it. I don't know. Maybe I just really like Orlando Bloom, so mm-hmm. I have to watch everything with him in it. But it looks like a fun, dark, fantasy, gothic kind of thing, right? It honestly looks like um, some sort of mindless trash I would watch when I was uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm, like, sitting there doing artwork and need something to... Uh, That's harsh, I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I made it sound so romantic, and then you called it trash. That's, for me, romance, uh, the romance genre definitely equals Romance trash. is trash. <laughs> romance genre is synonymous with trash for me. But in a way that you love. Yes, in a way that okay. um, if, I were, if I were capable of feeling shame, it would be a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought Penny Dreadful was going to be, and it turned out to be really cool, so... So I have a couple of stories for you. Yay. Lately, I've been really into uh, the band uh, uh, Purity Ring. Um, have you guys you guys know Purity Ring? Mm-hmm. So you may have seen the video for uh, the song Begin Again. It um, is basically like a three-minute horror film. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really interesting uh, to me how it is it's it's like something set in an old world that that follows generations and and carries huge significance uh but of course it's so short that 
you know, you don't get to live there for long. Uh, but I happen to glance at the YouTube comments, which of course you're not supposed to do, uh -oh. but I did. And uh, thankfully I did. Um, but quite a few of the comments mentioned, uh, this is like a shortened version of the vampire movie, Livid. And of course, you know, my love for vampires. Uh -huh. Given this video that I, uh, that I really loved and the fact that this vampire movie was out there that apparently was a, a, a long version of this video that I loved. I set off on a journey to find this fucking movie and it has not been easy. It is not on Netflix, Amazon, or Hulu. I have downloaded three different copies of this fucking movie and each one of them uh, ends up with like multiple pictures in the screen. And in fairness, it started off with four different pictures. Four what? different pictures in the one screen, like of the movie, like four fucking movies in the one screen. And now we're down to just two. So I guess that's progress, but <laughs> it's still, it's, it's not great, but um, like it, it's, it's driving me kind of crazy here. And uh, supposedly from what I've learned about it, it's a stylistic Gothic horror. It's a French film as a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it shows up on all these uh, movies too disturbing to finish type of lists regularly. Oh, yes. I love that. Right? And if that isn't right <laughs> the fuck up my alley, I don't know what else is. So after, like, it's been weeks that I've been searching for this. And then literally right before I came in here to record this, I was talking uh, with a friend about this. And I found it on Shudder. And it's just sitting oh. there. It's just sitting there like, hey, why didn't you just come over here and watch me? I'm like, <laughs> Are you kidding me, Shudder? <laughs> Good job, Shudder. Right? So pretty much as soon as I'm, I'm done with this, I'm, I'm going to re-sign up for Shudder. I just Googled it really quickly to see what you're talking about. One, two, three. And I just want to say, Jackie, four results down on the Google search is the shutter listing for it. Yeah, I know. It wasn't there. Livid, ad-free, and uncut. It wasn't there <laughs> until recently. I, you, you, you're going to have to believe me on this because <laughs> it's been a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, it's been a trip trying to find this stupid movie, and then all of a sudden it shows up on Shutter, and it's like, on the one hand, I'm, I'm really happy that it's there, and now I can go and watch it, but on the other hand, it's like, really? After all this, it's just there. <laughs> I've never seen a vampire movie that I considered that disturbing. So Yeah, right? So that just it, makes me really, really want to watch it more. I've also never heard of uh, this band that you mentioned. Purity Ring? They're lovely. I love them. They're on, they're on my... Uh, well, a few of their songs are on my uh, Creepy Girls playlist. I... um, What is that girl's name? Uh, Billie Eilish? Uh-huh. Who's uh, like a fairly recent popular pop singer mm -hmm. uh i i've like got really into her because i heard a song one day on i don't know i did some weird thing and decided to play the radio Ooh, weird. Um, and that, i know it's terrible like with dials <laughs> the commercials are horrible <laughs> um but it, i'm like i'm gonna hear what the kids are hearing on the radio like the kids are listening to the radio no they're, they're not. not who listens to the radio <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I heard uh, this song from her and it like had this really cool kind of like almost like a horror movie effect, like sound effect in the background. 
And I remember sitting in my driveway and Googling her, and then I started watching videos, and all of her videos have, like, cool, like, weird horror effects and, like, creepy, this whole creepy vibe, like, every single one of them. And it's it's really interesting because, like, the music is very kind of modern poppy, you know? Um, I wouldn't say it, that she doesn't sound like Taylor Swift or anything, you know? Not that kind of modern poppy, but... Um, it just, but she's got this very like dark, like creepy thing going on. And I'm like, oh, I like this. Like, I never, never saw like pop music that had like a horror twist to it. Yeah, she's she's um, like the uh, the kind of like the darker side of pop going on there. She ate. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know, but and then of course, then I listened to the radio for like three days and could not listen to her song anymore because they played it like 150 <laughs> times. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, well, that song was nice while it lasted. And then it was quickly ruined. <laughs> no, I will never listen to that song ever again. <laughs> so another thing I wanted to tell you guys, uh, another story that happened recently. I went into a local local comic shop called uh, Odin and Sons here in Savannah. And uh, first of all, this comic shop is absolutely adorable and really cute it's just like it's right downtown and you walk in and it's uh, a bakery like they've got all these like baked goods and and coffee and stuff right in the front with a big old uh shelf of really nice hardback comics right out front and then there's a door that you go into with a with a much larger selection of comics back there and um two extremely nice extremely excited gentlemen ready to help you with anything you need there and uh, I went in there because, you know, we're preparing for lock and key. And I wanted to, like, I had the first volume. I wanted to go ahead and grab the second one. Um, and I also wanted to go ahead and get uh, Rob Sheridan's uh, high levels that were coming out. Um, so I happened to be talking uh, to Rob at the time when I was uh, going in there. And I was asking the guy for help uh, uh, ordering them and uh so i was getting like info and reeling it there and we were talking about horror and horror comics uh, in this whole uh conversation with the guy that was working at the counter and um this guy was like well how do you how do you know about this high level comic i'm like oh rob sheridan was on uh this uh podcast that i co-host it's called siren to screen we talk about horror and he's like oh Really? That's kind of cool. If you like horror, have you heard of this? And he pulls out Harrow County. I'm like, we had Colin. Oh, yeah, we know Harrow County. Yeah, like, we had Colin Bunn on there last year. You should check out this episode. And he's like, he's like trying to pull out various things. Like, yeah, we, we talked about that. He's like showing us, showing me American Vampire. I'm like, yeah, we, we had a question about that. <laughs> and he's like melissa's way ahead of you sir yeah and he's like you you had rob sheridan on there too and i'm like he's like how do you get these people to come on your on your show and talk about this stuff and like you would be surprised how many artists want to actually come and talk to you about the really cool shit they're making like when somebody makes really cool shit they really want to talk about it and we really want to listen <laughs> We ask them. Yeah, like we doesn't. <laughs> we tell them we love their shit, and we ask yeah. them to talk. Yeah, to us. he asked me if we have to go around on Twitter and like constantly pester them or something before they come on our show. I'm like, no, we just we ask politely, <laughs> and <laughs> typically they they want to come and promote their stuff. Like that's that's exactly what 
what it's for. Like if you're, if you're an artist and you want to come on and talk on a podcast, you want to, you want to share that exuberance that you have for that artwork that you're creating. And you want that publicity too. Like it's a mutual, mutually beneficial thing. Like that's not to say that we don't pester people because right. we have been known to do that as well. We are, we are definitely persistent when we, uh, <laughs> when we get, when we want to be. And I, I told him about this was actually right after. No, no, no. It was the day before the Soskas had come on the show. And I told him about the Soskas coming on the show. And they were just like so excited and blown away. And I could, when I was leaving, I could still hear them telling other people about our podcast. And Aww, it was just, that feels good. It was such a genuine, like, wonderful experience. These guys, like, looking us up there online as I'm checking out, like, oh, look at all the stuff you've talked about. Like, it was really cool. where Where was this again? It's called Odin and Sons. It's in right, uh, right downtown in Savannah. And, um, like, they had, <laughs> they have such great knowledge about uh, the horror genre. They, they actually talked me into buying. Uh, a couple other comics that for the life of me, I can't remember off the top of my head yet. I haven't gotten around to reading them yet. Um, but one of them was like, you could, I, I think it was called the ice cream man. You can read it backwards and forwards. Ooh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I've read some of the ice cream man. Very creepy. It's very weird. Uh, but Super the Harrow County one in particular, was really funny because uh, I was talking to the one guy at uh, the county at the counter and um the other guy had pulled Drew aside into a separate conversation and they had both come out with uh, have you read this with Harrow County, like at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> and, you know, both Drew and I are like, funny you mentioned that. So <laughs> it was just a, it was a great little moment there. Colin's going to be at New York Comic Con this year. Nice. And I just found a great print of uh, one of my favorite, uh, there, I have a lot of favorite pictures from pieces of art from Harrow County, but the one cover, I think it might be number two. It's pretty early in the series of the, uh, the, the skin hanging out of the box oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. when it first crawls out in her bedroom. Yeah. Um, yeah, that piece, I found a really nice print of that online. So I think I'm going to grab one of those and have Colin sign it. I, unfortunately, um, Tyler Crook, I was like, oh, please tell me you're going to be at Comic-Con so I can get you guys both. He's doing like two Comic-Cons. One of them is in like Europe and one's in like Alabama or something. I was like, yeah, I'm not not going to see you at a con this year. Alabama, come on. Yeah, like two very odd and like random places. <laughs> um, but I think I'll I'll probably send it to him or something. Cuz I'm like, I can't, you know, I I this is the first time I've seen Colin Bunn at a at New York Comic Con, so he doesn't go to cons very often. I don't, I mean, I don't travel to cons a lot. I know some people like go around the country to do different ones. I really just only go to New York Comic Con most of the time. Yeah, but New York Comic Con is like one of the big ones. It is, but I don't remember ever seeing them there before. I mean, I think the fact that it's so big, you know, scares some people away. Yeah, that's fair. Because it's just crazy crowded and it take, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like the marathon of cons. (laughs) And, you know, Colin's a pretty, like, low-key kind of guy, so... Right, right. That didn't really have a lot to do with your story. I just <laughs> wanted to tell you that I was excited that he was going to be had there. plenty to do with it. <laughs> but, yeah, that whole experience was was just a lot of fun, and it it, it reinforced that, uh, that whole thought of supporting, you know, local comic shops versus mm-hmm. shopping online. Because, you know, a lot of times... I am I am often a uh, a sucker for just ordering online. You know, I'm I'm 
very much addicted to that uh, free two-day shipping. We all are. Mm-hmm. But going in face-to-face and supporting a local comic shop and, you know, having that real connection with uh, people who share that same love that you have is irreplaceable. I think they just opened this year, too. Did they? I didn't know that. They're new, yeah. I just Googled them and I see grand opening on Saturday, May 4th. Oh, wow. And it's dated 2019, so. Nice. Brand new. And man, I, like, if I had known that it was going to be that um, that interesting and big of an encounter i wouldn't have walked up in there looking like a hobo on laundry day (laughs) (laughs) it's a comic book shop still you're probably not the only one no like it was it was the worst possible scenario for me that day (laughs) it's a pretty shop too i like the brick walls and the seriously it is gorgeous in there and it's like it's sitting right in one of the prettiest squares in downtown like their location is so fucking gorgeous. So you're going to read more comics now, yes, right? Yes, I have a whole stack of them, and you're going to be so proud of me. Yay. You're going to be so fucking proud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but moving right along, uh, I actually have a lot of um, Instagram artist recommendations for you right now. I do have, like, a ton of... Uh, I've been watching so many movies and so many shows, but I'm saving those for our uh, 31 Days of Horror. Coming right up. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so excited. Yep. Uh, So my recommendations for you guys today are all Instagram artists, pretty much. All right. So the first one is War and Peas. And this is a pretty popular comic, so you probably already know it. But I'm throwing this out there just in case. Like, this is one of those, like, if you don't know it, then I feel like you should. This is by Elizabeth Pick, or Pitch, I think it's Pick, and uh, Jonathan Coons. And, um... Uh, they do like there's a lot of uh slutty witch imagery going on here a lot of sarcastic robots a lot of uh fun grim reapers a lot of ridiculous skeletons and uh weird vampires (laughs) awkward vampires this is just a lot of fun and and spaghetti monsters being arrested for indecent exposure Uh yep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you want to see my meatballs <laughs> so war and peas even if you don't uh know the name likely you've seen uh, a comic or two drifting around social media and have laughed at it and then you know didn't look it up uh but you should definitely be following them and then the next one here is porcelainette this is a uh, a girl named sky mclaughlin she describes herself as a living art doll I actually saw a uh, like a three minute documentary on her recently, and she does this phenomenal, absolutely incredible uh, makeup artistry, and turns herself into these uh, clown dolls, basically. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, it's gorgeous! I am absolutely in love with it. She does so much uh, horror inspired makeup and and looks here, and they're they're really otherworldly in a lot of strange ways and i love it yeah lots of like pastels too which is like a cool uh seeing like a very feminine palette with horror is really cool i know right yeah this stuff's gorgeous i admire people who can do really awesome makeup like this and every time i look at people wearing this makeup i think like how long must it take to get all that makeup off at the end of the day 
Because if you watch the videos, like it's, you know, it's just like layers and layers and layers of things on top of each other. Well, I scrolled down far enough that there's an eyeball uh, lipstick. Her lips are an eyeball. <laughs> She's got a really cute um, Marceline and uh, uh, Princess Bubblegum cosplay in there, too. And uh, next we have uh, Tinsel Swan, who somebody had just discovered yesterday. They describe themselves as an illustrator inspired by antiquity, mythology, mysticism, and rainy days. Uh, this is some like gorgeous, really moody uh, digital painting, and it looks like some traditional uh, drawing as well. It kind of looks like they're uh, just starting out with Instagram here, so I would expect to see a lot more in the future. I, I literally just started following them, and I'm, I'm really excited to see where this goes. It looks like it's, it's the ground level of something that's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. And then finally on the uh, Instagram tour here, we have Bad Peaks, which is just a lot of fun. <gasps> this is Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds lyrics paired with uh, scenes from Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the memes. I know. This fucking tickles me every time it shows up in my feed. Like, honestly. <laughs> Sierra, I felt like this would... Yeah, this really works really well. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find this through the the shit post one? I don't even remember how how I found this. I think it honestly just came up with a, a Twin Peaks tag one day, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? And why have I not been following it?" <laughs> That's so funny. There's a um, a Twitter account that just pairs lyrics from metal songs with pictures of cats <laughs> and that one always gets me too you're gonna have to send me that that's awesome but i love the despondent laura palmer paired with where do we go now but nowhere <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's too great and uh the last little bit that i want to talk about here is junji ito uh, Junji Ito is a Japanese manga artist. Uh, he's like huge name in uh, in horror comics and uh, manga specifically. He's known for writing deeply disturbing but extremely haunting works. Uh, he creates just really interesting stuff that will stay with you forever in your head, and you can never get rid of it. And he has. One particular work called Uzumaki, it's about a town that is obsessed with spirals. And uh, Cartoon Network, specifically Toonami, is making that into a miniseries. It's a four-part miniseries that's coming out sometime in 2020. And I am (laughs) really excited about it because uh, Junji Ito, despite how disturbing and uh, upsetting his work is, is fucking wonderful. Although, honestly, if we didn't like disturbing and upsetting, would we really be horror fans? Yeah. So are they doing it for, like, more of an adult audience? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, I don't know how they could possibly make that into, like, a cartoon network, kind of. Yeah. I I know, like, back in the day, Toonami was, you know, that thing that came on, like, right when you got home from school with uh, Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon and all that. But it has definitely morphed into the late night thing that... Is definitely only for adults, I would say. I don't see how this would at all uh, be um, a kid's thing at all. But the adaptation 
will feature a soundtrack composed by Colin Stetson, who did the soundtrack for Hereditary. And it'll be directed by uh, Hiroshi uh, Nagahama, who did The Flowers of Evil. I don't know what that is. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things. Uh, So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I'm also really excited to see more actual manga turned into uh, an adaptation for a bigger audience like that. It's something we haven't seen a lot of lately. It's something, you know, we've seen a lot back in the 90s, maybe. But it's something that has kind of fallen away lately. I see stills of this artist on Twitter often. And I'm always just like, oh, that's so freaking cool. But I haven't read any of the, like, actual stories. Speaking of Japanese artists, um, one thing that we've been mention- uh, meaning to mention here on the show is that we have a surprising amount of Japanese listeners. We're not sure how, but we love you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Tucker and I are trying to plan a trip to Japan next year. Part of that will be going to uh, Disney Sea and then through Tokyo and Kyoto. Nice. That's very awesome. So if anybody listening has uh, recommendations of where to go. (laughs) We still very much need to do um, an Asian horror episode. Yeah. Oh God, we've been talking about that for three years. Haven't yeah. We? Well, we, I yeah. think it's just too big of a genre, and we need yeah. to break it down into smaller. We're gonna have to break it down into like Korean, Japanese. Yeah. Each of those demographics sort of has like a unique spin on their version of Asian horror yeah. too. So. And even within that, there's you know psychological horror and body horror, and we're gonna have to really break it down. I think maybe we should do kind of like a like top we should make like a top list of we could like review like the top five korean horror films or Mm -hmm. japanese horror films you know because we could get lost (laughs) yeah for sure i feel like i don't know how to be an expert on that and i would want somebody to tell me and help me navigate it let's find one yeah i'm absolutely sure we have uh, a friend i'm sure we do (laughs) I used to watch tons and tons of uh, Korean horror in particular, but I got so scared by it. (laughs) It's all supernatural. So Mm -hmm. much of it is supernatural about ghosts and, you know, hauntings. Oh, I love it. So creepy. There's one that I remember really loving about uh, the stairs, something about the stairs. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Jackie, but there's one that's like, uh, like a girl's school. And there were like stairs that the there was a like a uh, a rhyme that they would say as they counted the stairs, and that if you like didn't count each of the stairs the right way or something, that like something would happen when you got to like a thirteenth step or something. Oh shit! Yeah, that sounds like the elevator game. Is it the wishing stairs? Maybe that sounds familiar. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's the wishing stairs. And it's, yeah, and it maybe it's like, it has something to do with a curse where you can like make a wish or something on the 13th step. Was it about um, a ballerina? Yeah. Then that was it. Yeah. That was a cool movie. I guess it's my turn. It is. <laughs> uh, we went to Monster Mania in August. I know I talked about it on the show a few times. I was super excited to go, so I couldn't stop talking about it. Um, but I got to meet Clive Barker finally. Bucket list moment, and that was really, really awesome. And it was just as the Saskas promised me. I waited in line for two and a half hours to get in to see him. Um, worth it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
and it it was it was rough but um and we a lot of that they made us stand outside and wait it was hot and it was gross but i get up there and like there were people pulling like giant like masks out of bags and stuff to have him sign like all this fancy stuff they brought and i just have like my little old brown book like the pages are all yellow and folded but I handed it to him, and he looked at it, and I took the dust jacket off and left it home so it didn't get ruined, so it just looked very plain. And he looks at it, and the first thing he said to me is, he goes, this is a first edition, did you know that? <laughs> I was like, no. And he goes, they don't print these anymore. And then immediately Special. like asked me like where I got it, and then wanted to know like how long I'd had it with me, and like... You know, and I explained to him that I've been reading it since I was a teenager. And I'm like, I've read this book over and over. I hope you don't mind me bringing this old, dirty book to you. And he was like, and he, he like looked me right in the eye and he said, you know, there's nothing I love more than a book that has life and has been just held and loved and taken care of. That's not the sweetest <laughs> like, thing. Oh, <laughs> and that was when I fell on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't. But um, but he he's really really gracious and sweet guy, and it was obvious that he was um. It's hard for him. He's gone through cancer like twice in the past few years. He's not in the greatest shape. He's you know, um. He's obviously looking frail and weak these days. Um. But he was he was he was doing it, and uh, it was very uh kind of a little humbling to see somebody um with you know his experience and the stuff that he's been through sitting there while these huge lines of people came through one at a time wanting to have their own little personal chat with him you know max was super excited because he got to meet one of the most famous uh, jason actors it was a guy named um kane hotter um I believe, uh, I don't know if Ryan's in the other room. He might tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I think he was like the first Jason with like the hockey mask. And they met him, and that was really fun because Ryan got his picture taken with Kane Hodder when, when Ryan was 12 years old. So he Aww. got to like share with him like, oh, That's the so last sweet. time I saw you, I was 12 years old. You know, and I had this picture taken. And now here's my own child. <laughs> yep, and now there's cool. Max getting his picture taken. And he was like, and it was funny because he was came as like, you know, what am i that old like what you were 12 <laughs> immediately felt like aged hardcore <laughs> we met the entire cast of or the the uh original um cenobites uh butterball pinhead uh the female cenobite i guess she didn't have a name um and uh who am i forgetting the chatter Catter. yeah yes they were all there they were there the whole weekend um, and they were absolutely 100% the most friendly and sweet, like, celebrities I've ever met. They were amazingly friendly. Butterball, in particular, is a guy named Simon. Um, and he worked really, tried really hard every time we saw him to, like, make friends with Max. <laughs> Max was, was Max not having not, it? He's not, he's in a, having a moment right now where he's kind of rude to people when they talk to him. He's not talking, he's acting like he's shy, hiding behind everybody. And But this guy tried so hard. He's like, <laughs> put him in the front of the picture. He's going, look, Clive, Clive, there's a the little boy here. There's a little boy. Trying to talk to him, found out his name, and then saw us later for signatures and remembered him. Aww. Started showing him pictures. That's nice. Uh, I mean, just incredible people. And we, we ended up in the elevator like three times, I think, with the chatter. Yeah, uh, plays a chatter and he was like super friendly every single time but that was really cool just to like you know 
meet people that I've been watching since I was a teenager um, in horror and find out that they're just like the sweetest, nicest people ever. And we met Freddy Krueger. Nice. Uh, which was really rad as well. Um, I will say that most of the people we met that weekend when they saw we had a child with us sort of automatically like took the scary thing down a notch and kind of tried to be like kid friendly, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and which they don't really need to with my kid, but I'm sure that's how they feel like they need to do it. And, you know, like get down on his level a little bit. Um, Robert England, Freddie, not that doesn't do that at all. <laughs> Didn't give a fuck. Uh, nope. He, uh, Max approached his table. Max has his Jason costume, which he wore all weekend uh, in anticipation of meeting Jason. He walked up to Freddie's table in his Jason costume. <laughs> and if you are a Freddie or Jason fan, you know there's a movie Freddie versus Jason where they fight each other. Um, so he walks up and Robert England immediately he sits back in his chair and he goes... Oh, look who's here. It's Mr. Voorhees. <laughs> There's like a room full of people sitting patiently waiting to get their signatures. And he like, he immediately goes into like Freddy voice and he's like, oh, I wish I had my glove. I'd stick you with it. <laughs> oh my God. And Max just goes, he's like, I don't have my glove either, but I have my machete and I'll stick you with it back. <laughs> Robert England's like, okay, I got an idea. The next movie gonna be freddy versus max <laughs> oh my god that's so good and they're just like they're just having this back and forth it's funny it's like we weren't even there like he's just chatting away with max and they're like they both are you know they're just having a great time and um you know like a lot of the celebrities there everything is kind of piecemeal you pay for a signature you pay for a print you pay for whatever you know um and we had gotten a couple prints we brought posters with us and Robert reached over on the table next to him, and there was a print of the Simpsons episode where Freddy and Jason were sitting on the couch together in the um, the intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he reaches over and grabs one of those prints, signs his name on it, hands it to Max. Here you go, kid. Here you go. And then he reaches over and grabs a postcard with his face on it, and he hands it to Max. He goes, take this home, put it in your room, and it'll keep you safe. Oh, my God. That's oh. And Max goes, no, it won't. <laughs> Like everybody in the room just busted out laughing. <laughs> oh my god! That's but it was cute. He had a good time, and Max brought a um. Well, we brought a picture. We have a, a Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors poster that Ryan had previously had all the actors sign except for Robert England. So we brought that poster, and he wanted to. And there, it's all signed to Max. The whole poster signed to him, and so he wrote down the center of the poster. He wrote um. He wrote, Max, you're my favorite brat on Elm Street. Ha <laughs> 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 ha, Freddy. <laughs> That's so amazing. And then put his name. So yeah, it was super fun. And he was he was a lot of fun to meet. And then we they they he did like a QA uh later in the weekend that we sat into where he talked to people about uh various things and um uh, oddly promoted um the concept of Kevin Bacon being the new Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I don't know. Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't, I think because he constantly gets questions about like when he's gonna make more Freddy movies, uh-huh. and you know he's he's like he's an old guy. He talks a lot about go, like traveling with his wife and how he and his wife want to go and like sit on the beach somewhere. You know, fair enough. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Somebody asked him something about new Freddy Kruegers, and I think he mentioned that <laughs> for some reason he mentioned he thought Kevin Bacon would be a great Freddy Krueger, and basically asked everybody in the room to like like 
think about it and give it a shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he's, he's just like, well, maybe Kevin Bacon. What? Watch yeah, I'm like, okay, Kevin Bacon. Just sleep on it a little, you know? Just <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> I give Kevin Bacon my permission to be the new Freddy Krueger, and you guys have to be nice Just to think him. about it for a bit and hit me up on Twitter if you think it's a good idea. Just, you know, right? give him some thought. Let it be known, Robert England thinks that Kevin Bacon is the best choice for a new Freddy Krueger. Um, I also met, there were a bunch of the uh, cast from Haunting of Hill House was there. Nice. Uh, uh, including, uh, I can't believe I can't remember her name now, Theo. What's her name? Kate? No, I can't think of her last name now. Siegel, that's what it is. Kate Siegel? Yeah. Um, yep, we, uh, she was a total sweetheart. Uh, my niece was with me, and she was super nervous to meet her and kept avoiding the room because she was so nervous. And finally, I brought her down there on Sunday and introduced her and said, this is my niece, and she's terrified to meet you. Um, and Theo came around the table and, like, grabbed her hand and shook her hand and said hi to her and started asking her questions and was super Aww. sweet to her. And she was wearing a really awesome uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre t-shirt. <laughs> and I know I asked you this before, but I, I'm going to have to ask you it now that we're in the episode here. Is she as uh, stunningly gorgeous in person as she is on, on film? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like take, a t- take a step back. Gorgeous. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. I, okay. I have, to be the, I have to be the nice aunt now and help my niece <laughs> meet her, but, like, I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> um, and uh, I told Jackie about this already, but uh, it was really funny. Uh, Ron Perlman was at the event as well. And uh, I didn't meet him intentionally because just because he always had a big line. There were a couple stars there that had huge lines all weekend. So, you know, you kind of have to, like, make your choices. Like, who are the people you're going to spend time waiting for? Um, otherwise you'll spend the whole weekend just standing in line. Um, like the guy that plays Carl from Walking Dead was there too, or not Carl, uh, Glenn. And he had a huge line all weekend too. Um, so Ron Perlman was there and while I, I didn't stand in line for him because, um, I stood in line for two and a half hours for (laughs) Clive Barker and then for Freddy Krueger. Um, as we were talking to Theo, I was standing there and suddenly heard a voice over my shoulder and felt somebody put their hand on my shoulder. And Ron Perlman just like randomly decided to walk over and chat with us. Um, and it, like, he put okay. his hand, I can't even remember what he said. He like put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Oh, Hey, Hey, what's going on over here? Fucking died. And like, he's very like buddy, buddy. He's like, Hey, we're good. and I turned around and I was like, Ugh. I think that's the sound I made. I just went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's Rod Perlman," <laughs> and he said hi to me. <laughs> uh, and then he started chatting with um with a uh, Kate and basically like saying thank you for letting me take up your space or something because this thing was like right next to hers. Um, but I don't know. He just like came over and started. And then some lady ruined it by trying to take a picture of them, you and their handler that. started yelling oh at the lady. God, no pictures. No pictures. Yeah. So then he had to go back to his table. Um, so yeah, guys, when you go to events like this, it's pretty um, pretty much a rule. Like if you see signs that say you have to pay for pictures, that means you can't just take free pictures. Because <laughs> that's how these people are making money is by getting photos taken. So so that was all the fun stuff. And, you know, we had, uh, I met, I, you guys, I don't know if you saw, I've shared a bunch of pictures on my Instagram. I met um, a guy that um, is a, apparently like a rick grimes impersonator (laughs) that's a thing but he looks so much like rick grimes 
like so much. I kept seeing him like walking by for the first day and I finally was like, oh, the hell with it. I'm just going to go say hi. <laughs> so I went and got my picture taken with him because every time I saw him in the corner of my eye, I thought it was Rick Grimes. Totally expected a British accent to come out of him, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah, he's called the Everyday Grimes and you can look him up on Instagram. <laughs> and he's like, he goes around and like meets all of the Walking Dead cast and stuff and like shows up at events. That name, I love it. Right? And Max made a friend. There was Max went as Jason, uh, part three Jason, and he made a friend there who was also a part three Jason, uh, big Jason. And <laughs> they like they had a little encounter in the hallway where they posed for photos, and Max like stuck him with his machete, and the other Jason like puts his hands up in the air, like I give up. <laughs> Never mind, don't kill me. Um, and they kind of ran into each other a few times as the weekend went through and became buddies. And then I posted the picture, and that guy ended up finding me as well on instagram um he is jason Voorhees, bt my t whatever that is there's a couple jason Voorhees on my <laughs> page now <laughs> on my instagram page but he uh yeah it was cute because they like you know they were the same jasons and max like made friends with them and a lady had a really incredible incredible falcor costume that she made for the costume contest as well that i posted pictures of win? Yes, she won in her category. I think it was like most unique or something was the category. So that was the various like fun activities. Yeah, so you guys, if you, um, you'll hear it in this episode, um, our amazing editor Drew is going to put it in here somewhere. Um, but Robert Englund was cool enough to record a little Sirens of Scream intro for us, which was really fun. And there's a video attached to it that I shared on our Twitter. So if you look it up, um, if you look up, what's our Twitter now? Sirens Pod, Sirens of Scream podcast, right? Sirens podcast. Sirens podcast. Um, the video is on there as well. Okay, so now I have a whole list of fun stuff for you guys that I found at the Horicon. I was like running around collecting business cards and stuff. Okay, first one is a company called Imagination. Um, it's an artist who does these cute little monsters. Uh, what does he call them? Adorable beastlings. Um, and he, his stuff is so cute. He does monsters that you recognize and more, um, more individual monsters. And he also will do custom work. So like you can send him like a photo and he'll turn you into a little monster. He has Morgana from a uh, Darkwing Duck on here. He has the cutest little monsters. Yeah. And he was, he, he was a super nice guy. Uh, he was a super nice guy. I was walking by, Jonathan is his name. I was walking by sort of doing that thing that you do at cons where you try to like, there's always an awkward thing where you try to like check out somebody's stuff from afar, but like you don't want to have to like not buy anything or like, or walk away from the table because you're, you don't want to make anybody feel bad if you don't like the stuff. Right. You know, so I always do this kind of like from the center of the room, like eyeballing things to come not too binoculars. obvious. <laughs> I should I should get binoculars. But he caught me and he was like, hey, you know, you want to look. And I was like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he, he's obviously done this a few times because he was, he was just like luring people over to his table. Um, but he's got adorable stuff. Uh, and, you know. We like cute things as much as we like scary things here. So we definitely enjoy cute and scary in the same package. If you guys go down to the bottom of his website page, you'll see there's an X Files one down there that he did too. 
It's got the X-Files with all the various aliens from pop culture with Mulder and Scully. Uh, so that is Imagination, M-A-J-A, Nation. Uh, the next one I have for you is a group called Studio House Designs. Uh, and they have some really cool t-shirts. Oh, shit. Wall hanging, <laughs> stuff like that. All with, like, like cool, classic horror um Covers like like, like poster like movie covers. Yep, VHS tapes. Yeah, that's fucking cool. They're super cool. <gasps> yeah, they even that's have such a uh, good idea. What are they called? A uh, pop pop socket. You know, phone. The, yeah, the pop thing sockets. that got me to stop dropping my phone on my face. You know, you need a chud pop socket. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> or this button. I love this pin that says "Your suffering will be legendary, <laughs> even in hell." <laughs> or stickers that say "When I die, just throw me in the trash." God, I'm in love with these shirts. Yeah, really cool stuff. We spent too much money there, so I yeah. ended up going to. I got to the point where I was just like, "Okay, I can't buy anything else because I'm broke." But can I take your card so I can look you up later? I mean, there were just like halls and halls and halls full of vendors. So that's Studio House Designs. Okay, and then I have another cute, creepy thing for you. It is called Pickled Punks. <laughs> and pickled punks also has cool t-shirts but then they have um they have a coloring book the catazoology coloring book with like evil little cat comboed with monster creatures kitties with monster monster bodies there's a mothman no, cat but i love the fox sisters ghost show shirt mm-hmm. <laughs> all these little kitty monsters they have prints, they have the coloring book, they have, I think they have shirts in here, so they have plushies. All the sad squatch. The sad squatch <laughs> is so cute. <laughs> oh my god, these are wonderful. Oh, look at the jackalope. <laughs> they have a lot of super cute stuff. They have a, they see, there's a whole section with uh, for Halloween, too, with all Halloween-themed. And that is a fucking adorable Cthulhu. The most adorable little skulls you've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, there's a bunny with little little pumpkin stalks coming out of his head. It's like a little bunny lantern. He's a jackalope. I like the circus sideshow characters, too. <laughs> you see the curiosity of cute coloring book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that jackalope is amazing. Well, that little toesy-woesies. <laughs> it's little toesy-woesies. And that I don't know what that sloth is, but he's creepy. He's like screaming and he's got big teeth. <laughs> yeah. Super cute stuff. I love when people can take like scary looking animals and creatures and make them look adorable. Yeah. Like this one is this worm. It's like a sandworm. But he has like goofy little teeth and just looks cute somehow. Even though he's ugly. <laughs> So that is Pickled, if you look, Pickled Punks Plush is the name of their website. And they've got tons of adorable stuff for you to spend your paycheck on. That they do. All right. So the next one, you ready for this one, guys? This is a place where I spent some 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 money at this guy's stand. Uh, we're going to look at Quilt Face Studios. And he makes absolutely stunning, beautiful graphic art prints based on horror films. These are fucking dope. Right? Like, really, really unique color palettes. 
really cool stuff. I ended up buying the witch uh, print. I already have a witch print. <laughs> this is my one from Becky Cloonan. But I couldn't resist because it's just so cool looking. I love uh, this the haunting of Hill House one. The, I, I have to tell you, looking at these online, like these these online pictures, do not do these. It does not do this work justice at all. These prints are like textured, and the paper is really thick. And um, I'll have to try to get a good like close up photo of my witch print that I bought from this guy because they 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 are not done justice by these pictures online. They're like multi-layered really nicely textured screen prints but he i thought his stuff really stood out as totally unique and different um and these yeah the, you see they're about 40 dollars each like i can tell you i can tell you firsthand that they are well worth it they're really high quality prints on high quality paper i'm actually surprised that they don't have that these photos like aren't better representation you can't it's just hard i think you can't see the texture in the prints online you yeah. know it all looks very flat but they're all, all his stuff is very textured and like multi-layered and then i've got one more for you if you like beauty swag do you guys like beauty swag <laughs> no we do this one's called arcane bunny society Yeah, you already had me with the name and i clicked on this and there's <laughs> sailor moon stuff yeah this one's like and, so for jackie like, wow it's so cute I have oh. a body butter called um, Creepy German Guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like pumpkin cinnamon scented, and it is delicious. I, I have to, like, hold myself back from putting it in my mouth instead of on my <laughs> body. <laughs> it's really, like, her stuff is, like, super rich. It's so delightful. Uh, I don't know, like, everything on her front page right now is so sold yeah. out. It's probably because she's at a con, though. Or, you know, was just at a con. She'll probably restock soon. Yeah, it's just one lady, you know? The woman who makes this stuff was just sitting at her little table all by herself. But her stuff is really, uh, really well-made. Eco, very eco-responsible. Um, amazing stuff. Amazingly smelling. Oh, I see. It says next restock is Sunday, September 15th. So that's cool. She gives you an idea of, like, when everything's being restocked. Nice. Um, but the, I was, I, it was hard to, I was just, we were just standing there like reading the names on everything. Cause the names were so good on each of them. <laughs> they all have these really funny little Supreme thunder sugar scrub. They all have really funny little descriptions on them. I wish I had brought mine down so I could read the container for you. I don't even see it listed on here right now. Honestly, I would just fucking wear this arcane bunny society shirt just everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see, like, I don't actually see, like, I don't know why her her site is so limited, but I don't actually see, like, everything. I don't even see the one that I bought on here. She's only got two body butters on here, but she had, like, a whole bunch of them on the table. She likely stocked up for a convention and decided to put what she hasn't sold online. And... I'll look up. I wonder if she's got a, um, maybe she's got an Instagram where she keeps things more. Like, the, the help button in the corner says bunny rep. <laughs> <laughs> click for bunny rep oh yeah there's her instagram down there so yeah her stuff is amazing um beautifully packaged smells amazing it's so yummy and i don't buy beauty products that much at things like this because i'm always just kind of nervous about like you know whether i'm gonna have a weird reaction to it or something yeah, sure. but her stuff is really really good and um i yeah i just wish that i had bought a whole bunch of it 
Here it is. Gary German guy. Extra spice. Extra pumpkin or extra spice. Extra pumpkin or extra spice. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the I love the like the the porn. If you go down, there's like like uh production oh, porn photos. God, I love that. Yeah. Of like the stuff being mixed and like Ooh, in the molds yes. and things bubbling up. Yeah. <laughs> I know what Jackie's getting for her birthday. (laughs) (laughs) All that stuff's awesome. Yeah. Um, So I think that's all I have for you guys from the show. I think that is, I was trying to find, I did buy a really cool necklace and I, but I can't find the name of the jewelry, the woman that I bought it from. I've been searching and searching and I can't find it, but uh, it's a really cool, it's a little, what do they call those things? Diorama? Is that Mm -hmm. the right name for it? It kind of looks like a shadow box. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's got and it's got the twins from uh, The Shining. Ooh, that's with, awesome! With like the floor pattern behind it, and it's inside of a little square locket. Um, and she had a whole bunch like that where she had these really cool like cutout diorama jewelry. So, and it's funny because every time I wear it, some sweet old lady will ask me if those are my little <laughs> girls. <laughs> <laughs> Never know how to answer that. I'm like, <laughs> no, thank God. <laughs> Because they're horrible. <laughs> oh, my God, no. No, 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 A friend of mine suggested I should just answer not anymore. <laughs> Thankfully, they're gone. <laughs> I've been watching Chernobyl. We're chugging away at it a little bit. I think we're going into part three now. And I know we've talked about this show already a couple times, but I just want to say, you guys, the show is, like, killing me slowly. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so good, but I find like my palms are sweaty and like, I'm so tense watching it. Upsetting. Just holding, holding my breath. Yeah. You're just like, (gasps) that's what I feel like the whole time watching it. There's, we just watched, uh, the one with the, um, I think it's the second one where they send the guys down into The the, like flooded, yeah, into the water underneath and the sound of the radiation meters oh the geiger counters i was yeah the geiger counters like they just kept getting louder and louder and louder and like oh i couldn't take it anymore it felt by the time the show finally stopped and it just like the just sound just cut out and i was like oh god i couldn't take that sound another second it just it like it they really this i think the sound design on that show is genius it really is yeah (sighs) they just they just keep building and building and building um, and then one more thing I added to my list uh, last minute that I forgot about. Max and I um, have been playing a lot of games together lately, which is super fun that he's into video games so much that we can play together now. Yay. We found this silly little game on PlayStation called Manual Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> it was on sale for like $2, <laughs> so we bought it. Um, it's also on Steam, and it looks like it's on Switch, too, uh, which means it's probably on Xbox as well. Yeah, Xbox One, Switch, uh, Steam, all that good stuff. Uh, so Manual Samuel is this ridiculous 2D uh, like adventure game about a guy named Samuel who's a spoiled rich boy, and he has like lots of you know service people do things for him, and he's a jerk to his girlfriend, and uh, he gets <laughs> he gets in a fight with his girlfriend, and he gets hit by a septic truck. <laughs> And then he finds himself in hell, and he basically, like, makes a deal with death 
with the Grim Reaper to go back to, um, he can go back to live um, if he can survive 24 hours performing all of his bodily functions manually. Ew. Ew. Yeah, so it's this, like, and it, we tried to play it two-player, and let me tell you, I have to wonder if it's easier one-player, because it basically, like, asks you to decide which player is going to have control over which parts of his body. So we ended up where, like, <laughs> Max was, like, trying to make him breathe constantly and trying to make <laughs> him blink his eyes, or else he can't see. And then I'm trying to, like, move his legs and his arms. <laughs> And they give you, like, these challenges of, like, now you have to go take a shower. Now you have to go to the bathroom. Now you have to put clothes on. Like, you literally have to put a shirt on with, like, two people trying to move arms individually and make sure he keeps breathing. Because if he doesn't, if you don't make him breathe, then he starts turning blue and he falls over. And you have to control his spine or his body just, like, flops like a fish on the ground. It is absolutely ridiculous, but really fun. <laughs> if I had to control everything manually for 24 hours, I think I would just lay there naked for 24 Be hours. Like, no, like, fuck, I'm done. Fuck a shirt. <laughs> like, that's the last concern <laughs> on my mind. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty ridiculous. It's a ridiculous mo- uh, game, but it was like two bucks on PlayStation, and we had a blast with it. We <laughs> until, until we had to start driving, and then things really oh, got Jesus. difficult. <laughs> what? You're trying to drive. Why, why would you drive in that situation? Because death tells you what? to. And if death tells you to get in the car and drive, oh that's what God. you have to do. Death is such an So asshole. you hang out with death. <laughs> and death is ridiculous. He's just like, he's like, it's like hanging out with like a 14 year old kid. <laughs> so death is like, he keeps saying like, yo, 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 yo. And he's like got a skateboard and he's trying to like perfect his skate tricks while you're wobbling around on the floor, flopping like a fish. And he's just in the background, like practicing his, his, uh, his ollies. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. You get in the car and you have to like try to avoid hitting old ladies. Cause for some reason in this town, there's nothing but old ladies and they're all crossing the road. Sorry, I'm, I'm still stuck on death <laughs> practicing his ollies. Just... It's hysterical. It's absolutely hysterical. Um, so we we didn't play a ton of it. We played it for a little while and then got like tired of driving. It was really hard to it's really hard to drive and then when you're driving you end up like picking up war <laughs> on the side of the road. Oh, no. Uh who's like this badass female with like a shotgun, like a skeleton, just like death is, and <laughs> she gets in the backseat of the car and starts yelling at you to stop randomly so she can shoot people on the side <laughs> of the road. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a wild so game. So Jeff sends you out to pick up his posse. <laughs> yeah, basically. He's like a 14-year-old, and he's making you drive him around so he can pick up people and, like, shouting at you to do things. And the whole time, you're like, God damn it, I forgot to breathe. And then you start going blind because you're not blinking enough. And then, like, he's flopping over again because you forgot that you have to put his spine up straight to make him God. sit. And you're trying to learn how to drive a clutch. You get in the car, and Death is like, I turned your automatic car into a manual, man. So now you got to learn how to drive. (laughs) So it's basically just like Death fucking with you for 24 hours, um, making you do everything the hard way because because Manuel Samuel was a douchebag Mm -hmm. when he was alive. So Death is getting him back now. But anyway, it's super funny. And it's a fun mess around game. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it with one person and see if it's a little easier because it's definitely hard with two people. <laughs> um, and if you do it with two people, 
Word of advice, don't make the same person control the breathing and the blinking, because both of those things have to be done a lot. <laughs> Poor Max ended up with both of the kids sitting there just going, just hitting both of the buttons constantly. That's that, guys. Nice. I think we just made a huge, like, recommendation. Yep. extravaganza yep. episode that was this episode well that's gonna be next yeah. episode too so buckle up it sure will be yep unless we sneak one in in between which i don't know if we will we'll be busy compiling um but our next one will likely be the a big 31 days of horror which we do every year usually movies but you know something for every day of october to really get in the spirit of things and i'm excited to go through all the streaming services and remember things that I watched like months and months ago and all that. I already have a couple of definitely's on my list and I'm so excited. I have a lot of catching up to do, but I feel like now my, my business is put together. I feel like my life is balancing out again a little bit. So you have the new studio up and running. Oh yeah. 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 I'm on officially into month two. In my new studio, Yay. so, and I'm all I can think about is decorating it for Halloween. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the Michaels Halloween department is open, you guys, in full swing. Yep. Oh shit. Yeah. It's so good. We went into Target yesterday, and it's they're just starting to put things out. I went into Target the day before yesterday, and it was like a fucking back to school section, and I was like, do they not know their audience? Because right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Home Depot's right next door, and they're with it. They're 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 with the program here. Come on, come on, Target. Come on. We went into Michaels. Max and I went into Michaels looking for picture frames, and like got hard distracted by the Halloween <laughs> section, nice. and just got lost in there. And ended up walking out with like little skeletons and stuff. <laughs> Max found like a bat skeleton that he fell in love with. He's like, it's so cute. It's so cute. Like, okay, fine. I'm buying you a bat skeleton. That's awesome. Oh, I took it to the movies with him and talked to it for the rest of the day. Oh, that's not concerning at all. (laughs) Not for me. He's my kid. Awesome. So we'll see y'all next time. But in the meantime, you should follow our new Twitter. Um, We had our whole debacle with Twitter putting a, not like a ban on our account, but um, shutting down our old account for a while and then started a new one and then of course as soon as we start a new one they turn our old one back on so kind of like a timeout, right right i don't know like they're putting us some time out um but if you are following the old one you should switch on over to at sirens podcast um i think we're gonna stick with that one moving forward yeah. <laughs> Check out at Cyrus Podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. You can always find the show notes and everything that you need to know on sirensofscreen.com. And I'm at Sierra Hauk on Twitter and Instagram. Jackie, where can folks find you? I am Jackie the Robot on Twitter and Instagram. And Melissa? I am Lissa Punch at Twitter and Instagram. And we'll be next time. Uh, if you want to leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen, that's super helpful too. And we'll see you guys next time with the 31 Days of Horror. Which just really ends up being more like 40 Days of Horror for us. Right. <laughs> <laughs>